Hi, I'm Sarah Hagiki. And I'm Erin Vabornik. Welcome to Coeb's Adult Ed Advocast. The Advocast is a partner podcast of Coeb's State Advocate for Adult Education Fellowship. Each episode highlights challenges and successes in advocacy. We also highlight a new student story. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hi, Erin. Good Hi, to see Sarah. you. Long time no see. I know. How have you been? How's everything with you? It's been really good. It's that exciting graduation season. So that is, that's super exciting here because students are um, getting to see the culmination of their hard work. Students who are continuing in our programs are getting to see others walking across that stage and kind of envisioning themselves up there and with their family and friends. Um, I don't know about at your graduations, but at ours, there are always a lot of balloons. <laughs> we oh, have wow. them under the bleachers, all of the, all of the balloons and flowers that people are bringing. It's quite, quite an event. How oh, are wow. you, have you had your graduation yet? We did have our graduation and guess what? We didn't have as many balloons, but we had a mariachi. It was exciting. And I love graduations because it's the time that students come and they share their success stories. They are proud of themselves. That's the moment that they can just share what they went through and where they are, they, they are at, where, where they got to. And then they can thank their teachers and that like feeling that, um, Teachers feel like with all the work, the hard work that they are doing, that's the fruit of their hard work. Um, and then you can get to showcase your program success. You can show off, look at look what we do. And then that's the time that usually you can invite legislators to come and just see what a good job your program is doing. So, yeah. It's a key, it's a key moment for, for advocacy. And I'll say that the, the advocacy surrounding graduations is paid off in Illinois because as of January 1st, 2023 of this year, any student who completes a high school equivalency, it is now, um, titled the state of Illinois high school diploma. So there is no wow. difference. Yeah, there's no difference between somebody who goes the traditional high school route and somebody who obtains their their degree or their diploma through an adult education program. Oh, wow. Congratulations. This is a big success. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. It that is. will impact your employment too, right? It will. And I'm, I'm really excited to see in in a year or two, kind of what, what the information and what the feedback looks like from employers, because I know Coabe, one of the things they talked about in, in the regional leadership meetings that happened today was about employer perceptions of the high school equivalency or the GED or the oh, high set wow. task. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that if that has any effect on how employers are viewing that, that credential. Cause I mean, they won't be able to tell. Oh, wow. Right? That's exciting. That's very yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. speaking of big events, there was this um, adult education legislative briefing, um, yeah. right? 
There was. There's a lot that recently went out about it. Um, and I know I've had more than more than a few people who I know personally say, hey, what was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> and apart from sending of- them to Coeb Connects and saying, watch the videos, we thought, you know what? We're going to go straight to the folks who were there. Oh, right. so because- who do we have today? Uh, today, we have two incredible guests. We have Hector Martinez, the Director for Adult Education from the Kansas Board of Regents, and the incredible Joyce Warrington of Delaware. Um, she is a current SAFE fellow, and she is also a team member at, an, at the Organization for Adult Alumni and Students in Service, also called OASIS. Are you ready to bring them in? Yes, let's bring them on. Welcome, Hector and Joyce. Welcome to Advocast. Happy to have you here. So glad to be here. So glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are very excited that we are going to hear all about the legislative briefing from you guys from the real source. But before we get there, we would love to know more about you. Let's start from Hector. Could you please um, tell us about yourself and your connection with Adult Ed? Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me here. Um, thank you, Erin, for the invitation. Um, yes, uh, then as you mentioned, um, the current um, state director for the adult issue in Kansas uh, with the Kansas Board Regents. Uh, my um, involvement with the education started around 2000 when I came to the United States. Um, I came and um, started as a student in the adult education center. Then um, after um, a couple of years, then I started my volunteering um, time with that um, institution. And then I became an instructor. And in 2006, I had the opportunity to be a director for the same center. And after that, um 2021 i got the opportunity to move to the state and kind of like quick um, history of my passage through adult education but um i i'm i'm pleased and, and, and you mentioned some of the graduations timing right now it is this exciting to see um how um the students are doing and how uh, the communities and, and the families change. I, I, I said that that is the paycheck for, for us working in adult education because this is not necessarily monetary, but it is how the, sto- the stories um, change lives and, and how do we move communities around that. In this time, um, I have the fortunate to go from my professional visa to um, resident and, and, and finally in 2020 and, and during the pandemic um, have my citizenship then this uh, I, I believe I know pretty much all um, the acts in all the positions in adult education and that's what I like to share back to our students. Oh my god that is so inspiring and powerful thank you so much for sharing and how wonderful that students walk into your center knowing that their director was a former student and he was able to just 
have this much, this much achievement to become a director. This is very inspiring. That and, and I, I imagine the perspective you bring as a former adult learner really helps to enhance the experience for those who are going through the program because you have a very unique view. Yeah. It's wonderful. Joyce, so let's hear from you. Tell us about yourself and your connection with adult education. Um, I was out of school for over 30 years. I decided to come back and get my high school diploma. I thought that was very important. I saw family members and a lot of people around me that were graduating and I was invited to their graduations, but I never crossed that stage myself. I never had that honor. So I went back to school. Um, adult ed was one of the most priceless things if anybody can get and go there and get their education, their GED or diploma will be doing themselves a sincere service. Uh, so I became a part of uh, Oasis after graduating. I became a team member. Um, this gave me a voice to also advocate for uh, students, uh, to advocate on their behalf, how important education is. Um, and not only that, to be a support, to be there for them for anything that they would need. Um, I would take them to the legislative hall. I would take them to meet their legislators um, so the legislators could hear their stories on how important adult ed is. So it was a vital link to share and to encourage and to inspire and to be that voice. So that's um, what I do. And I'm just so happy about it because I have a passion for it, a passion for education because education, there's no age limit. And that's what's so important about it. That is, that is a good point. Yeah, exactly. And just imagine, how powerful those students are in your program when they have you as a leader, someone who um, served as quite safe state yes. advocate for adult education. That's yes. so yes. amazing. Yes, that was a, that's a great honor to be nominated for the 2023 year for the state of Delaware uh, to become a safe fellow. And also I am a student ambassador. So um, I'm well-rounded um, to really speak on behalf of our students. That's, that is fantastic. And yeah, you are no stranger around Coeb Joyce. And I have to say it is your passion is evident when you speak. So I've, so I've had the joy of seeing you speak before and having <laughs> met you. And I, I imagine that Delaware is going to see some incredible things happening with yes. you as their, their safe fellow. Yes. Yeah. So now to kind of pivot a little bit toward this, this legislative briefing that we mentioned earlier, I'll be very honest and say that when I saw the emails come out and it said legislative briefing, I thought, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> and so for anyone else who's thinking, you know, I, I tried Googling and it wasn't quite clear what exactly is a legislative briefing. Hector, could you kind of walk us through what that means? Um, yes, thank you, Erin, for the question. Um, yeah, definitely I, I'm with you on, on um, trying to identify what briefing was because when I was invited to briefing, I, I, I kind of like you, I was started Googling and, and trying to find the information about what it is. 
uh, and not only what it wants, but um, also the um, dressing code. How do I going to dress? Who is going to be attending? Uh, what are they going to ask me? But um, I think um, our CEO uh, from Cohaven, our um, president-elect, they, they did a really good job on, on, on disseminating the information to us and what it was briefing about and how do we going to present that. But um, to go back to your question, the, the briefing uh, was uh, it, or is more about uh, disseminating information to uh, the legislators and, and whoever is in the audience on, on, the, on the legislative um, room. Uh, and and it's, uh, it was uh, full of legislators with some staffers and, and some employers and, and some other organizations. And the idea was to bring um, uh, information about adult education from the past, uh, the present and the future. How do, do we um, see in adult education perform in, in with some hard data and some facts about adult education? Uh, we wanted to show in, in a briefing uh, how the adult education is um, and how we're doing at the national level with adult education. And not only that, but we need to bring the needs of adult education. What is needed from the legislators to provide to adult education to be successful. We understand in, in, in adult education, those that we work in adult education, that we are not serving a high percentage of adult learners in our nation. And we wanted to show that to the legislators and demonstrate what data, how can we do better with their help and support. Then the briefing again is just a uh, demonstrative information on the adult education to the legislators, staffers, and community members and how we're doing what we do in adult education. Okay. Where did it happen? Excuse me? Where did it happen? The location, the yeah, location. yeah. We were we were at, at the uh, at the Capitol, uh, and we were in one of the rooms for the legislative um, um, senators uh, with Senator Reed, uh, and um, he was introducing um, us for uh, to the field, and then we have some other legislators in the in the in the room and we have the majority of them were um, staffers from other legislators to take notes to understand what adult education especially from the education uh, educational committee uh, and we have also some employers and we have also some organizations from adult education like barbara bush foundation oh wow that's amazing that is and and you know, I, Joyce, I'm, I'm not from the East Coast, so I've actually <laughs> never, I'm going to embarrass myself here. I've never been to D.C. <laughs> I know. I think that might be, I might get kicked off of the Advocast for. <laughs> no, you won't. You have never done in there. great work. <laughs> um, so I want to get a feel for like what. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to, I'm going to ask Joyce this. So like, what was, what was your experience there? Like, what was it like walking in to the Capitol, going into that room and just kind of the, the insider insight? You know, Aaron, Sarah, it was really surreal. It was really powerful. It was really, um, I cannot believe that I am here at this time for this purpose. Um, so it was, it was really just an honor to just be asked to be a part, um, just to be there with Hector and the rest of the team. It was just really, really awesome. Uh, the room was beautiful. Um, Senator Reed was gracious to host us. Um, it was really, really wonderful. And, um, it was just a part, it was, it was just a part of being a part of something that was bigger than you, but you fit into it. And so um, we had uh, two panels. We had two panels and I was a part of the first panel, which was the learner panel. And then the second panel was the um, business, uh, post-secondary and also the workforce. And so, you know, we were all there for one purpose and that was for adult education. And it gave us an opportunity to let the legislators know how important adult education is and the needs that we have and that the students have. And so what I did from my perspective and my role, I brought stories of my students that I wanted the legislators to hear how uh, adult education is so important to a student and to their family and to the community and to our program. And so with that being said, and all of it put together, one of the stories that I really want to share with the legislators that day is, I have a student that works three jobs. And this student works, this student works three jobs, gets up five o'clock in the morning, goes to, goes to work, gets off of that job and goes to another part-time job. And then he comes to class for four and a half hours. And then he leaves that job I mean, he leaves class and goes to another job and he has a family. And so the reason why he is coming to class is because he needs that credential in his hand. He needs that high school diploma that will give him the wages that all three of these jobs are giving him, which is not enough. So it's important that these legislators know that adult education is essential and our students they need the backing. So what we did along with the team is we were requesting funding from our legislators, from our senators, for our governors to know that we're requesting $810 million on behalf of adult education. So I was just so proud to be a part of that team just to be there and to say, you are also a part of this great work. So we're just... We're just happy. We're just excited. And I, I'm like Hector. When they said legislative briefing, you know, what does that mean? You know, I was like, Hector, let me Google this. And what do we wear? And it was really beautiful. It was really nice. And I, I hope and pray that I'm a part of that again, because it's really eye-opening to see it firsthand. And so we were all treated. I think we were all treated like VIPs. What about you, Hector? I yeah. think we were like VIPs, you know, it was really, really wonderful. And the building is exquisite, exquisite where we were. Well, 
Well, you two are VIPs, so that's it's not shocking. That's the treatment you should yeah. you should be expecting, I think. Yeah. And I have a question for for you guys. What do you think a briefing like this, what would be what do you think is is the impact of um, a briefing That's like this? That's a good this? question. Then Sarah, you you um, I believe you were a student as well. And Erin, you've been with COE for quite some time already that and, and you are involved with student and in classroom um, settings. Then I'm going to give you just kind of like perspective of what was happening on the briefing because um, Joyce and I was part of the panel for the learner panel. Mm -hmm. Then when you were talking about our experiences and our some of the stories from students, when you are teaching your classes, then you see the bulb go on and the light comes on when the learners are taking what you are transmitting. Yeah, uh, then that was happening on the briefing when we were sharing those stories from Joyce. When I was talking about what is the need for um, employers in the community, when we were talking about uh, what was the demands of workers in the area, then that light went on in the eyes of staffers, on the lights of um, the people in the audience, and they were taking notes like you don't see that. Um, and they were really engaged on on trying to understand what adult education is. Are we really doing this? Um, what can we do in an additional effort? You you don't see their voices, but you can see the expressions. You can feel the energy that is in the room. Then a short answer to your question is when you transmit the right idea, the right uh, um, information to them that you expect that that be transformative and you can transform that idea into action. And we hope that they take that to the legislators. And as Joy said, they the action will be to increase the funding through adult education. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, one of the things was too, Hector, is um, Aaron and Sarah, is we were in this briefing and when it was all over with and when we had completed the briefing, um, Hector was so right. Some of the staffers of senators who could not make it, I know my senator from Delaware was holding a hearing, um, but once it was over with, one of his staffers uh, came up to me and said, I'm taking everything back to senator, to your senator, to let him know everything that was said today. That was one thing. And then I had to go over because I was being summoned to my other senator's office. So I went to uh, Senator Carper's office. They were waiting for me there. And I went in and I shared what we talked about at the briefing. And so they're going to set up for him to come and speak to our students. So that was a Great impact when you said like what was one of the impact that was a great impact to see from the legislative briefing it didn't end right there it is a continuation it is continuing the voices are still being sounded so that was the great, that was one of the great things about the happenings that took That's place. That day. 
That's incredible. You got a, you got a commitment out of that, right? You have, and from it, another opportunity for more advocacy, more voices and stories, Mm -hmm. because that, that is a struggle with advocacy, right? Like sometimes you feel like you make this, this step and then it doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) You're just standing there on the ledge. And it's incredible that what it opened up was this path or this, this potential to build a relationship with not just Mm -hmm. any legislator, but a Mm -hmm. Senator. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Advocacy is not an easy work to do. Um, It takes a lot of effort to build that relationship. And I bet your Senator is already a great fan of you guys. If, not be from before and that's amazing i i have a question um for for both of you because you've talked about what you talked about not really knowing what a legislative briefing was when you got the invitation um kind of that sense of what am I getting myself into here and i think a lot of people when they are confronted with an opportunity for advocacy or for outreach and visibility for adult education might say, I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know. What, what is it that prompted you to say yes when you could have easily said no (laughs) to something new? What was it that, that pushed you forward and had you say, I'm going to step outside Mm -hmm. of my comfort zone because I don't think legislative briefings are anybody's comfort zone in adult ed and just go for it. You know, Aaron, it's not about me. It's, it's really not about me. So I was up for the challenge. I was up for something new and that's what it's all about. It's not about me. What can I bring to the table? And sometimes that might be a hard for some people, but if you're going to be that voice and if you're going to be that advocate, sometimes it's a risk. You may not know how it's going to turn out, just like this legislative briefing. I know Hector and I, we didn't know anything about it, but we were up for the challenge because it was something that we could bring to the table to our students and be the voice. And sometimes it will take you out of your comfort zone, but that's good. It pushes you and you can learn from the experience. And so for me, it gave me a great experience to say, look, I can do this. I can do this. I'm not going to be afraid because I know that everyone that's around me has been through this also. So I'm not alone. And I can bring something back to the table and tell my students, I did this for you. This was for you. And so that's the way I, that's the way I feel about it, that it pushed me. It pushed me to make myself better. It pushed me to say, I'm up for the challenge. I can do this. And when I look back now, I can say I did it. I did it for our program. I did it for those that's less fortunate that don't have the voice to speak out for themselves. So I look at it in a way that it makes me proud of myself for taking that risk and for stepping out there. And I'll do it again a thousand times more once I got that done. (laughs) Go on. Yeah. So that's me. How I I think I, I that is all said by Joyce is it's all about 
the, the students is all about what we do for for living in adult location. But I, I also want to mention that sometimes it's not only the students that they probably are afraid to talk about uh, and, and, and talk to the legislators. Um, I think part of our um, directors, local program directors, uh, instructors, um, sometimes it is it is hard to, for them to just continue to be in adult education because of the uh, need of um, additional salaries because they probably only working on on, on part time because there is not enough funding for them to to have a full time position. Um, there is and, and there is no way for them to participate on in other activities uh, because of the time because they need to be having a double work for them to be successful in life, then it, it is about them too. It is about not only uh, the the ones that there, we think it is um, for, for, for adult learners, but also for the staff that is working hardly to get students um, out of um, their poverty level. And they try to help those communities then um, local program directors, uh, staff, and, and instructors are struggling out there. And, and that's why we probably need to do all our, our voices and, and have this, this events more um, sooner than later and, and invite other actors in to be part of it. I think with this, even with this, Abacast is, is, is great to let them know, as Joey mentioned, it's, it's fine to do it. Yes, you can be sweating before and probably during the briefing, but it is just, it's kind of like any other thing. It is just taking a test. It's learning one thing. It's going into an interview. If you don't have the job, you will try it again. And if they let you know what is you're missing, then you can concrete that. And once again, it was a great experience, but it is a good time to visit with legislators and, and, and learn one new skill. I love that. I love both perspectives of doing this for the students, doing this for those, those co-workers we have who are just pouring out their hearts in this field and might be working two or three jobs and, you know... <laughs> Our programs need need the funding. And I also like the, yeah. you know, the thought that we're asking our learners to take a huge leap of faith and and pursue their goals. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We need to step outside our comfort zones too. <laughs> if we're asking them to do that, we better step up and and advocate as well. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, especially newer instructors or people who haven't done advocacy work, they might be scared of the whole advocacy world and they might think that it's something beyond their skills, mm -hmm. but exactly by exposure, by just doing it, that's how you risk it to just learn and become better. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I... I want, I'm wondering what, what advice you would give 
to potential advocates out there, whether they are teachers, program directors, staff, volunteers, adult learners, people who maybe are not an adult learner yet, but are considering it like you can, your advice can be to anybody, but, but mm -hmm. what would, what would your last, your last word be to them? My last word would be, be to listen, to listen to the students, listen to those that come into the program. When they come in, they come in with a lot of pressures, demands. They come in with a lot of, uh, short-sightedness or foresightedness, being an adult learner. They come in, they're trying to balance their homes. They're trying to balance their families coming to school and have jobs. And so just listening, listening to their voices because without them, there will be no need for us. And that's the reason why we're there for them. So that's what I would say, that they are making a choice to come back to school, a choice to be a mom or dad, a choice to work, but they're putting that education on the front line, I would say, listen, hear their voices. And their voices are strong. Their voices are powerful. And we can learn a lot from them just by just being still, listening, and then say, what can I do? How can I do it? How can I speak up for you? That's what I would say. That's beautiful. Thank you, Joyce. And I will, I will say that we probably, if, if you practice something over and over, you will master it at some time. Yes. I think that let's let's get master it of advocates. And we can be advocates uh, from each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Legislators work because we vote for them and legislators are bringing them um, their solutions because they listen to their constituents. Then let's be a constituent that can have a voice and let's master advocacy. Uh, and let's start doing it today. And we need to teach that to our local programs and the local programs to the students and the students to their um, co-workers and everybody will have a, a voice. But we cannot do this um, in a silo. Mm -hmm. We need to be organized. We need to have a, um, a a common goal. And that is where the power is going to be. We need to be having data. We need to have um, information behind us to uh, support us um, or asking. And with that, we will we will win the game, and let's start learning more advocacy in our centers and for students, and we will do a good job. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you both for joining us today on the Advocast. It's been a pleasure. Yes, it was an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. We learned so much from you and thank you so much for sharing your experience and wisdom with our listeners. Oop. Sorry. All right. Let's take a break. And then while once we come back, we can talk to one of an amazing students.
excited to have our special guest today. Our special guest is Titi Martinez. Um, she's um, she's a champion in adult education advocacy work, and um, I had the opportunity to meet with her here in Tucson, Arizona, when uh, she was our adult ed um, student, and we went and we talked to so many legislators uh, with her. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear all from her, her story and um, how she got involved. So let's, let's bring her continue. in. Yeah. Welcome. Hi, Welcome. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So I'm very excited because I know what a champion you are, but tell our audience about yourself and how you got involved in adult education. So my uh, name is Athena T.T. Martinez. I am uh, 33 years old. I started off with adult education when I was 30 years old, so just three years ago. Um, I'm a returning student. I didn't get my diploma or anything, so I decided to come back and fight for a chance to get my GED. I ended up becoming a student with the IBEST program, which is um, integrated basic education and uh, skills training. And um, I just uh, started with building and construction technologies. I'm actually already certified in electrical. So I've already gotten my certificate. I've already graduated with my GED. Um, I was one of probably few students that completed my GED in just a short four months. Um, if I say I'm driven, I'm probably more than that. So uh, I'm just here to push the edge and, and make other students want to be the same way. Just, you know, get their education done. That's, That's awesome, TT. And we have, I'm in Illinois, and we have a, a similar sort of program that goes by a different name, but um, where you can, you get those job skills, that certification at the same time that you're actually achieving your your educational goals. So you said that you're really driven. You've accomplished a lot in three years. So what helped you to like, what motivated you to have that, that drive? Well, I am, and... well, I am a mom of four. So, um, I think that kind of drives me in its sense of just like wanting to show them that, you know, it's doable. You can achieve anything, you know, never, it's never too late to do, you know, what you need to do in life, but also just driven because. I see a lot of people my age struggle with the fact that like, oh, I can't go back to school. And I hear that a lot. And I'm like, no, you can, you can. And you have to find that, that fight, you know, in your, inside your body, like just to want to do it because education is key. I always tell everyone that now, like you got to be well-rounded, educated. You got to have some type of education behind you in order to achieve whatever goal you have, you know, set out to do. Like my goal is to eventually have a low-income electrical company here in Tucson that provides it to low-income families, you know, people that are on Section 8, people that are in HUD housing, people that are, you know, just need help, older people that are in retirement funds. I just want to be able to help the community. And I think that's what drives me as well as being able to go out and meet people and meet these amazing leaders that we have out there and being able to do things with ABEC that I never thought was achievable. Um, now being in it, you know, for about a year and a half of doing this advocacy, I see a whole different change in me and I see 
different outcomes from different things that I've been able to do. I have a whole networking thing. So I think that's what drives me now is just being able to network and being able to continuously achieve whatever goal I set my mind to now. That's great. Um, Chichi, I have a question for you. So when you started Adult Ed, um, was your intention to be part of the IBES program? Was that your initial goal? IBES wasn't my initial goal. Um, I was reached out to by an instructor and she had reached out about like computer-aided design, which is CAD. Um, that wasn't really my thing, but I was about to sign up for it because it was one of the only IBES that I could find in the genre of work that I wanted to do. Um, after I started doing some more research and reaching back out to her, she actually sent me one for building construction technologies, which pertain to the welding, machining and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. I see it upon the list that there was one for electrical. And then, um, I, uh, signed up for that class. And at first it was just like nine of us. There's only two of us that actually stayed within the whole cohort. So we actually are the only two that are going to be getting our associates this coming year. Um, you know, being able to do IBES actually opened a lot of doors for me though. I was able to get my GED and my college credits. And that was, that right there was like icing on the cake. I was like, if I could do both at once, like there's no stopping me. And there literally hasn't been any stopping me. I've already finished one class this fall semester. And I think we're only like, what, three weeks in? <laughs> So yeah, um, when I say I'm driven, I'm driven. <laughs> you are. How that's, exciting. That's incredible. And I think I think that is a great point too, is that so many people come to adult education looking for one thing and they find out like, wait a second, look at all of these other opportunities that are are here and they're they're not built for a 17 year old, an 18 year old, they're built for an adult with experience, with expertise, with knowledge. And that, um, those IET classes or what you called IBEST in Arizona are really, that's really awesome. But the fact that you are that close to your associate's degree, like it's amazing. That is, you're so inspiring. Um, so one of the things that um, I've noticed from you is that you always encourage all the students and you're, you're a leader. You're a natural leader talking to students, encouraging them, helping them to stay on track. And you go beyond that. Um, you, you created this huge network of a lot of legislators knowing you. Um, and you're on the student senate, right? Could you talk about that experience as well? So yes, um, I'm a returning student senator. This is my second year. Um, last year, I was a represent representative for ABEC. Um, that that alone was amazing. I got to meet Representative Grijalva. I got to meet his daughter. Um, that right there was like, yeah, just meeting his daughter was icing on the cake because I'm like, yeah, female leaders. Um, but we got to sit down with her and have lunch with her, got to have lunch with her father at one point. Um, I just meeting these people, I've met, uh, Senator Wadsack. Um, she's, she's a wonderful woman as well. You know, she's trying to make change for adult education out here as well. And I see that and just make, meeting all these PMAs, you know, senators and representatives and all of these people that I got to go see was amazing. And then upon being a student senator, it opened way more doors for me because they needed that representation at these places. And being the student senate, um, 
was just awesome. I mean, we got to go out to Flagstaff. I got to go out there to an all conference um, and just see what it was about to be able to table and panel for students and advocate on our behalf and let other schools know, like bring your students with you. Um, come here and, you know, bring them to talk and, and speak for you because that is everything. When a student's voice is used, it's just way more powerful than them hearing it from the instructor's side. So um, that right there, I mean, it was it was amazing. Being a student senator is amazing. I'm an online campus student senator this year, so I'm speaking up for those students. Um, I'm advocating for them on a whole nother level because I feel like, you know, online is online and there's no real campus. So maybe we need to create some type of campus fun amongst us online students. So that way we can have a better cohort of students and a better turnout of returning students for next year. That's incredible. And I, I hear your, like, I can tell this is something you're passionate about this this advocacy, making sure that people have a voice. And I even heard that when you mentioned kind of your career goals, right? Providing yeah. access to people who um, don't have it. And so kind of what what is one of your goals here with, with doing that advocacy? So you talked about really making sure that students know that their voice is valuable, but what would you love to see happen in like, five years when um oh man in five years oh i've been thinking about it in five years i hope that we have a huge turnaround that you know adult education is highly more funded that we have more access and digital access for our students that's another big thing um we have a lot of students that are you know in their 60s in their mid 80s you know that are returning students and they don't really know how to use these digital devices but you know i feel like i would see in five years a different outcome of that by us being able to give them the digital advancements while they're still in school with us so that way they have an easier way to go ahead and access the road of education just like the rest of us that's it that's <laughs> mic dropped <laughs> that's what all of us want and that's yes. fight for it so Oh, I agree. That's incredible. Thank you so much, um, Titi, for being an amazing champion, for always fighting. And um, just to give a little bit of background about um, Titi being on the Student Senate. So the school that Titi is studying is in a community college. And we are fortunate that we are part of those adult ed programs that we are attached to a community college. Not all schools are part of um, a community college. And once you're there, let's take this opportunity to be part of the college. And that makes it easier. Yeah. Let's just not sit on the um, non-credit side of the house and let's just be involved and um, be um, part of the college so the college itself knows what a valuable program they have on their backyard. So... Thank you for advocating for all of us, Titi. Thank you. I know you're very well-spoken and you're on social media. Um, if our audience want to hear from you more or they want to contact you, would you be willing to share some of your social media handles? Yeah, no, um, they could follow me on TikTok uh, at Steady90s Kid. Um, they can also find me on, 
on Facebook under Athena Martinez, um, A-T-H-E-E-N-A, Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. Um, I have reels on there. I have things on my TikTok where I talk more about my story and my, about my background, where I come from and all that stuff. So, I mean, if you're looking for some real truthfulness about, you know, a struggling student, go ahead, find me on TikTok. Again, that's Steady 90s Kid. And yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for being with us. Thank and you for I, having me. I don't have a TikTok, but I'm going to get one now just so that I can. <laughs> All right. We want more PT. Yes. All right. Thank you so Wonderful. much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining in for this episode of the Advocast. And we'll see you next time with another topic related to advocacy and, of course, highlighting another student story. And, of course, Sarah, it's always a joy to co-host with you. It's always a pleasure, Erin. Thank you so much to everyone listening to us. And stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.